You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Anoop. Today, I'm super excited to talk to Tomasz Skowronek on enterprise architecture. Our guest, Tomasz, is an accomplished and growth-driven professional with over 20 years of extensive experience in providing strategic leadership, direction, and oversight. He has worked alongside the executive teams at SAP, McKesson, Salesforce, ServiceMaster, and most recently, Zendesk. Tomasz specializes in digital transformation, business operations, enterprise architecture, and data strategy, delivering bespoke, scalable, and cost-effective solutions in line with the company's overall objectives, mission, and vision while promoting adoption and utilization of cutting-edge technology. Tomash, super excited to talk to you today. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Anup. I'm glad to be here and talk about a topic that excites me a lot, enterprise architecture, as well as transformation and the overall impact to enterprises. Awesome. So, Tomash, enterprise architecture is a very interesting uh, field. Uh, not a lot of individuals would know a lot about it. So how would you explain enterprise architecture to a layperson, someone who has absolutely no idea what enterprise architecture is? So explain to our viewers, what exactly is enterprise architecture and how has it evolved over the last 10 years? Yeah, there are as many definitions of enterprise architecture as many enterprise architects. It doesn't help matters that many technology leaders have co-opted the term enterprise architecture to mean some kind of technology-centric architecture. When you look up an enterprise architect on a job board, four out of five positions are entirely technology-focused. Okay. The very traditional definition says enterprise architecture is a set of rules and guidelines by which organizations standardize and organize their technology to align with business goals. Boring. Rules, guidelines technology. This is how IT leaders have been selling enterprise architecture to the business for years. This is also the exact reason why enterprise architecture fails at most companies. It creates a so-called ivory power architect, an architect or architectural team, which designs in isolations to the rest of the organization without truly understanding of real business problems and focusing purely on technology. For me personally, enterprise architecture is a sort of blueprint that defines the structure and operations of organizations. The true goal of enterprise architecture is to help organization effectively achieve its current and future objectives. It is about people, processes, data, and technology. In this order, it should never start with technology. In the last 10 years, Enterprise architecture has become more and more business-focused. Enterprise architects finally understood that everything starts with real business problems, and they can only succeed if they help address hard business challenges, demonstrate value, and um, embrace 
collaboration. Another very interesting observation is that well-embraced enterprise architecture is a very valuable contributor to enterprise transformation. Is it required? No. People have been transforming enterprises successfully for a long time without using enterprise architecture. So it's not necessary, but it can definitely help uh, transformation architecture, uh, help define transformation architecture, which is the foundation of any successful enterprise transformation. So let's take a deep dive into that. So a lot of organizations are trying to drive a change. So how is enterprise architecture actually helping? How is it enabling them to do that? So we are living in the transformative really age. And the pace of change resulting from transformation and disruption and innovation has accelerated exponentially in the last few years. Ernest Young, global innovation and growth strategy leader, Michael um, Kanazaba wrote in one of his articles, every major company in every industry must learn a new capability of innovating like a startup while also scaling like a global leader. In order to achieve that, in order to stay competitive, most com um, companies must do more than change. They need to change the way they change. They need to embark on a journey of enterprise transformation. And that journey can only be successful if it's supported by a well-defined transformation architecture, uh, which is focused on humans, human-centric, and focus on understanding of our users, customers, vendors, and, employee, and employees' needs, desires, and pain points. It truly enables us to align business and technology goals to support exactly the needs that are making a difference for our users. And this is, our, this is the future. So it truly drives that change that is needed not for our users, employees, customers, with the main focus on what they do, how they do, and why they do things. With the bigger picture of changing, transforming um, business processes, uh, underlying data, which is created, consumed by those business processes, and applications which support those business processes. Okay, uh, so I was actually coming to this particular point. Now, a lot of organizations, while they're implementing change, have understood that uh, change is not just about business or processes, but about people. And there is definitely a push towards becoming more human-centric. So how are organizations addressing this challenge in change management? Yeah, Traditional approaches to change management in, in, in general uh, are no longer effective. Yes. Today's business and technology leaders must start change with people rather than uh, processes or technology. Thinking that um, human-centric approach to change uh, will help leaders understand and focus on people's wants, needs, and expectations, as I mentioned earlier. This is especially critical for those users experiencing the service or product and also involved and those involved in making it happen. Leaders need to start looking beyond customers, employees, 
of really any other user's actions to understand their motivations and attitude. We can no longer focus on what people did, but rather why people do what they do. So we want to go really deeper than simply what they need to do from a business perspective. More why they need to do it, how it affects them, what are the most important predominant pain points, and how those pain points impact their ability and motivation to complete their jobs. So achieving a deep understanding of our users, customers, and employee needs, desires, and pain points enable us to align technology and business goals to support exactly what those users need, how, how to make them successful. In my, in my eyes, this is why taking a human-centered approach to change is critical to any successful transformation. Even if, if we use Bezin class um, process optimization, harmonization, uh, we have leading technology, if the impacted humans are not incorporated into the process and each step of that transformation journey, of that change journey, it will be very difficult to truly uh, transform. So as I mentioned earlier, there are three key players of really any digital transformation, people, business, and technology. Unfortunately, still too often we see enterprises that are technology-led and that allow platforms, applications, software solutions to get in the way of what matters the most, the people. So typically there is not enough emphasis optimizing experience, process, and technology for the people uh, that will be using it. The technology and business leaders quite often look at the transformation in a little separation from from the people. It's not for the people. They look at the people as a tool to execute the new business process, to use new application. But they don't truly dive deeper in understanding how that change may impact their, their truly lives. Yes, we spend lots of time in uh, doing our, our jobs. So what that makes that people are tired of all the changes really push down on them from the countless ongoing projects. At any point of time, every company runs between 10 to 15, even more projects. And all the projects come with changes that quite often the end users need to observe on their own. So many leaders emphasize that the most important element in executing a successful transformation is people. Yes, they highlight how much they want to help employees, customers, or even vendors give back to communities. But very often, many of those companies become obsessed with short-term profits, with short-term gains, at the expense of a proper, properly executed transformation, at the expense of retaining engaged, satisfied, and, and happy employees. I'm not sure if you agree with me, but people often fear a change, especially when a new technology is in play because they are concerned about their jobs. And personally, I understand them. 
it is not their fault. It's, it's our human nature. There is something new coming. Will this impact me? Will, will I lose a job? The responsibility is on us, leaders, to truly understand that the change is a leadership opportunity and not an end-user problem. So my personal advice and how I'm driven, not only the transformation, but with any project, with really any interaction with other uh, humans, is to start with empathy. Yes, leaders can show a clear appreciation for each person and role and understand how a change will affect all of them. Understood. Pretty interesting. In fact, I'm sure our viewers must have picked up a lot of insights. If they have any questions, what's the best way that they can reach out to you for any further clarifications or further insights? So what's the best way uh, to ping you? Yeah, I'm very passionate about the topic of enterprise architecture, transformation architecture, and actually also solution architecture. Yeah, I see there's there's lots of uh, overlap uh, between those three different types of architecture, and they all interest me uh, uh, very much. So when you invited me to this show, I look at it um, as an amazing opportunity to share my experience with others as well as an opportunity to connect with other thought leaders to exchange our ideas, share best practices, and help each other build and mature enterprise and transformation architecture practices. There's always so much to learn. There are always some new changes, new problems. Um, So sharing information is, at least in my eyes, a very important aspect of, of our jobs. Therefore... Uh, having said that, if anybody is interested in getting connected with me, uh, please reach out to me via LinkedIn uh, or email me at tomasz.skowronek at zendesk.com. First dot last name at zendesk.com. Cool. So we'll definitely put that while we are publishing the podcast on LinkedIn. So Tomasz, uh, any particular book, blog, or newsletter, or website that you would like to recommend to our listeners? Oh, there is, there is, there is a lot. So definitely one thing we cannot complain about is the amount of available resources related to enterprise and transformation architecture. Quite, uh, quite the opposite. Uh, it is difficult to find those most valuable ones. What I would like to recommend is read a book that doesn't directly talk about enterprise and transformation architecture. Uh, it talks about change management. Um, the book is called People Before Things uh, by Chris Lapping, L-A-P-I-N-G. And according to Gallup, which is a management consulting company, 70% of all uh, change initiatives fail and almost 70% of the U.S. workforce is disengaged. Mm-hmm. In his book, Chris argues that there is a connection between the two. So what he suggests is that the change isn't an end-user problem. It's a truly, as I mentioned earlier, leadership opportunity. So why I really like this book is because Chris offers a very specific and concrete advice that helped me and I hope will also help other uh, readers impact the success of change and innovation and team member engagement. So I highly recommend reading that book even for those not um, truly engaged with enterprise and transformation architecture because it's a great 
point of view on how to approach change from the human-centric uh, end. Sure, definitely. So, Tomash, are there any three people in B2B tech or uh, GTM or data science teams that you would recommend that we bring on to the show? You know, Hobbitos, over 20 years, um, I've had the pleasure of working with many great leaders in GTM and data science analytics space. That's why it's not really easy to pick. Uh, <laughs> I can understand. Um, I would recommend bringing on to the show. Um, however, taking into consideration uh, the human aspect of a change, which we have focused on so much during this um, uh, during the conversation today, uh, I would suggest the following uh, leaders: uh, Teresa Anania, uh, who is the VP of uh, Global Customer Success and Renewals at Zender. Teresa is an amazing leader with over thirty years of experience in the customer space. Yes, her obsession with providing the best customer experience, built on the foundation of a great employee experience, has been very inspirational to me. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I would recommend bringing Teresa. Another great leader, which also I had a pleasure working with, is Pratip Dastider. Um, Pratip is currently head of global operations at Establishment Labs. He's an exceptional uh, operational and digital transformation leader. Also over 30 years of experience in really scaling businesses globally, transforming business processes and driving operational efficiencies. His knowledge and understanding of business and technology is unprecedented. Mm -hmm. Uh, Under Pratip's leadership, in my previous company, we executed, uh, we executed a huge operational transformation across all business uh, verticals in less than two years. It's extremely successful. I personally learned a, lo- learned a lot how to drive transformation, uh, how to optimize business processes, um, how to look at different te- uh, aspects of technology, taking that first approach, looking how people will respond to that change. Very interesting you know, thing about that project is that in the first few months we spend watching people doing their job. Mm-hmm. Literally spending time in either in field, um, working with the marketing sales team, uh, spending time in contact centers to watch how people they work. Uh, they work. People weeks in each um, department over a few months. And that was that starting with empathy, understanding really people, understanding their work, understanding their pain points, understanding truly why they do what they do and how they do that. And the last one, um, not directly related to GTM and data science, author of the book I mentioned earlier, uh, Chris uh, Lapping. Well, well, Chris is not directly really involved with the GTM or or data science analytics space, his approach to change management can help every leader become more successful. Yes, I attended a few of Chris's seminars and they were truly um, eye-opening experiences. You can definitely see that my human-centric approach to architecture, to change, has been inspired by Chris. So those are three leaders I would um, recommend bringing on to the show and pretty sure they can share lots of experience in their areas 
and the audience will benefit, uh, will gain lots of knowledge, interesting advice from them that they can almost immediately implement in their day-to-day lives. Definitely. So uh, we'll try to reach out to them and have them uh, come on board the podcast as a guest speaker. So I'm sure our viewers would be able to see their recordings probably in the next quarter if we try to get them on time. So uh, thank you, Tomash, for doing this. It's been a great pleasure hosting you and uh, receiving a lot of interesting insights on this topic from you. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, Definitely my pleasure. As I mentioned earlier, happy to connect with anybody interested uh, in enterprise transformation solution architecture or actually anything related to, to, to change. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dimash. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us and share these insights with your peers. 